Howdy, folks, and welcome to A Green Way Forward. I'm your host, David Cobb. On this week's program, we are joined by Lee Camp. Lee is somebody I got to know during the Occupy movement. Uh, I got to know him as the Occupy comedian. Uh, he is as funny as Lenny Bruce, as insightful as George Carlin. And let me just say that the corporate ruling elite learned a lesson from Lenny Bruce and George Carlin, and that is this. If somebody's smart and funny and speaking actual truth about how the system works, don't let him get famous. They're working hard to k- keep Lee Camp from getting as famous as he deserves to be. Here on A Green Way Forward, we don't want to lift his voice up. Lee Camp, welcome to A Green Way Forward. Thank you, David. It was a hell of an intro. I hope I can live up to it in the next half hour. But I'll well, do it. well, listen, I know that you're doing uh, an upcoming specialty, so that introduction was an effort to sort of try out to see if I can go on the road with you and hang out with you. Absolutely. Anytime. I've never seen anybody as funny as you are in an average conversation. Well, we are mutual admiration society. And Lee, it is true. You and I have had a chance to actually really get to know each other and really go deep as social change agents and activists. You know, we've we've shared many a thought in bars and uh, coffee houses and backstage at events and walking down the streets at protests. So I've gotten to know you a little bit, but Uh, Perhaps our viewers and listeners here on the live stream and podcast have not. So I'd like to give you a chance to tell us a little bit about Lee Camp, the human being who's doing social change work. Who are you and why the hell are you doing what you do? Oh, God, who am I? That's the question I ask myself every morning. No, I, yeah, I, like you said, I, you know, I've been doing uh, political stand-up comedy for a long time now and Occupy definitely you know, as with a lot of us in a lot of different areas, uh, you know, lit, lit a bit more of a fire under underneath it, which uh, was important. Um, I, back then, I was doing a YouTube show called Moment of Clarity. Now I have a TV show called Redacted Tonight. I also write for uh, some for Truth Dig. And now I have this uh, stand-up comedy special coming out in uh, just a few weeks. Uh, looks like it's probably going to come out on on the day of the midterms, November 6th. And uh, it's, you know, it's my first stand-up comedy special uh, in the four years because uh, I've been working so hard on other things. But, um, you know, it, it covers all the important issues that I try and get to in, in all my various works of comedy. Uh, I, I try and talk about the things that, that uh, the, the corporate media doesn't want you to hear, which is exactly what you were saying in that intro. It's, it, it is addressing, you know, the, the exploitation of Wall Street and the military industrial complex and big pharma and the prison industrial complex. And, and you can go down the list. Of, you know, of, all those funny things. Yeah. Right. So I can totally understand how a comedian would would really get a lot of uh, pleasure out of that stuff. I, I picked the easiest targets. I really did. <laughs> I was like, you know what's hilarious? Genocide in Yemen. Uh, <laughs> yeah, just just pick the easiest targets. And, uh, you know, I, I'm, I guess I'm a masochist. I just try and make the job as difficult as possible. So, Lee, I, I really do want to uh, dig a little bit deeper about you, the human being, because I know how incredibly insightful and funny you are and how quick you are. You and I both know that if you were, in fact, just doing, quote, observational humor, you'd be making a shit ton of money right now. So (laughs) you've clearly made a political decision to actually go hard at the jugular of corporate America, Wall Street uh, and the ruling elite. Like this is not a good career move on your part. Why are you doing what you're doing? 
Yeah, and, and you know that that goes for a lot of activists in a lot of different ways. You know, whether they're making uh, activist art or or activist, you know, writing or, or whatever it is, it's not a good career move. It's not. You know, I, I, I'm lucky that I'm able to do it for a living, but it really doesn't uh, bode well for uh, you know getting invited to to host things on Comedy Central or whatnot and. And I, you know, at first I don't know that I was making that decision. I, I wasn't thinking, you know, when I was 21, I wasn't thinking like, oh, I'll cover the stuff they won't allow on television. I just found it to be more important and, and, and more interesting to me than telling the same old five hacky jokes uh, about, uh, you know, um, cats and dogs or men and women. And so I, I just went that route and then I started to realize like, oh, it's interesting, you know, that, that corporate media doesn't really want me on their shows. I'm, I'm at all the stand-up clubs. They know who I am. They've seen me, but they don't seem to want a lot of what I do. And, uh, you know, so eventually it became more of an active choice of am I staying down this path uh, that is not what's allowed on your mainstream media. In fact, one time the, the booker for Letterman, who I knew pretty well uh, back in the day, he, you know, and as a young comedian, you're always trying to get these five minute spots on Letterman, on Conan. You, that's going to be my big break. Right. And uh, he actually looked at a tape and said and said, uh, you know, every once in a while you say a little one liner that's not connected to politics, not connected to anything important. Uh, I, I like those. Everything else I hate. So if you <laughs> in other words, everything that you're actually about, yeah. I hate. But the occasional like non-leftist rant, give me more of that. Right. If you if you, if you could put together a tape of just the little one-liners about this or that that have nothing to do with what's going on in the world, then I'll, I'll check that out. <laughs> it was like literally a direct statement of like, if you cut out all of the politics or caring or that kind of stuff, we'll, we'll, we'll put you on the show. <laughs> Folks, you're watching and or listening to A Green Way Forward. I'm your host, David Cobb. We're speaking with Lee Camp. I know him as the Occupy Comedian. He's also a social change agent and activist of the First Order. He has a new comedy special coming out, which we'll get to. Before we do, I want to remind you all that this audience is growing because of people like you. Uh, with a hat tip to Gil Scott Heron, the revolution may not be televised, but it can be brought to you over sources of non-corporately filtered news, information, and analysis like a green way forward. And yes, I do understand the irony that I make that statement coming to you from Facebook live stream and or a broadcast of a podcast that you're probably listening to on some other platform. But like Lee Camp, we do not allow either... Uh, advertisers or platform or anybody else to keep us from speaking truth to power. Lee, I do want to circle back uh, and make sure to give you an opportunity to tell us a little more about this upcoming comedy special. Uh, what's it going to be about? Where can we tap into it? Uh, yeah, absolutely. And if we get a chance later, I want to circle back to what you just said about Facebook and what's been happening to some of those. Uh, Noted. We will definitely do that. Some of those voices over there. But uh yeah, I, so, you know, I, I've been touring my stand-up comedy for a long time, but because of the TV show and the writing and everything, I haven't had time to have put out another special. So this one is titled Very Patriotic Super Uncle Sam Comedy Special Not Allowed on American Television. <laughs> Folks, I told you the dude was funny. Please continue. Very, very, you know, it just rolls off the tongue that time. <laughs> it does. 
So uh, it, it is, uh, you know, I, I'm very proud of it. It's, it's definitely one of the, the things I'm most proud to have done the past few years. And it is this full hour that I taped in uh, Los Angeles at the El Rey Theater. Uh, Jimmy Dore opened for the show, as well as uh, Abby Martin uh, told some funny stories. And, and it was really a great night. And, and I hope people will, will thoroughly enjoy it. Because there's nothing quite so funny as the censorship that's going on uh, to you and Abby and Jimmy Dore. So again, hilarious stuff. <laughs> again, hilarious. Yes. But, uh, so luckily, I, I, I do want to come back to Facebook, but before I do, I want to encourage viewers uh, who are watching live on Facebook. Uh, if you want to make a comment or ask a question, do like several folks have already done. Let me just let you know, Lee, a couple of things that we'll just glean very quickly. Executive producer, Michael O'Neill watches the comments uh, Aaron writes in to say, this is so awesome. I love, love, love Lee Camp. Never miss a show or segment. Nate writes in to say, you are literally an inspiration that the youth needs. Adam says, I so appreciate his authenticity. Sandy says, thank you, Lee, for the piece on Facebook and Twitter, Left Pages Purge. We appreciate your work. So that's a perfect segue. All the folks fawning over you and Facebook keeps coming up. Yeah. I've, I, I assume they're talking about maybe uh, the segment I did on uh, Common Censored, my podcast, but um, it, it, I'm going to do another segment uh, coming up on the TV show. Uh, and and it's just, it's so crucial what's happened in this past week. I, I really want people to understand it. 800 pages wiped off Facebook instantly. Pages like the one we're on right now that we're doing, you know, many of them, I, some of them could have been spam. I haven't looked at all 800, but many of them doing very important Look. work. Anti-media purged, uh, watching the like, if you take a look at it, what you'll find is at least the ones that I knew that I actually knew were all critical of the U S government. Now, were they, uh, they weren't spam. Uh, did they meet the corporate version and corporate definition of, um, uh, of quote journalism? No. They were citizen journalists. But what really gets my gall is not a single one of them were promoting hate speech. Not a single one of them were, were doing anything other than being critical of the government. That's 800 pages, friends. Uh, that's a big deal. Yeah. And, and, you know, some of these are, they're not even their opinions. So like anti-media is putting forward stories from other sources. They're not. Like, it's not just their opinion. They're not just spouting things. It's a journalistic source, as is Free Thought Project, uh, yep. done, done amazing work. Uh, Cop Block is another one that shows police brutality as well. In, oh, as and by the way, the, the, uh, the, the Cop Block is usually videos of people videoing police. Like, that's most of what that pro, that program was about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That outlet and police to police. So, so many of these are, you know, places, outlets that show police brutality. They show the, the harms of uh, imperialism and having a military industrial complex that's around the world. And, and it's really, and, and, and what is even scarier than just taking them down, this was done in coordination with Twitter. So within hours of these pages going black, uh, they, they, then the pages and their editors 
were ripped off of Twitter, suspended from Twitter. You have editors of Antimedia, editors of Free Thought Project taken down off of uh, Twitter. So this is a full on uh, suppression of dissident voices, anti-establishment voices, anti-corporate voices. And, you know, you or I could be next. There's no telling. There's no recourse. No one can say, hey, Facebook, sit down with me and let's talk about how I can uh, be, you know, uh, uh, get my page back. It's just it's just wiped away. And, you know, Lee, the thing that's really important uh, to really understand here uh, is that when people talk about the liberal media or uh, what it, it just galls me because we don't actually have a liberal media. But you know what, friends? We don't even have a conservative media because a liberal media, you would hear things about imperialism. You would hear things about single payer health care. Uh, you'd hear things uh, that that actually challenge the accepted narrative that the ruling elite want. And frankly, if there was a conservative media, you would hear things about anti-imperialism. You would hear things that actually principled conservatives care about. Now, I'm no conservative. Hell, I'm a flaming leftist uh, and make no bones about it. But I think it's important that we come to terms with the fact that we have neither a liberal or a conservative media in this country. We have a corporate media. The entire uh, media uh, mechanism in this country is a business model that is not based on providing content, not based on information, not analysis, not entertainment. The business model is sharing are, are, are selling access to your eyeballs, your ears, your thought process to advertisers. So they are literally, literally engaged in manipulating you for buying more shit. That's literally how the business model operates. Yep. As long as you're buying, that's all that matters. And, and people buy when they, when they feel uh, afraid and they, they buy when they uh, feel like they, they have nothing uh, important going on outside of purchasing. And that's the design. That's, it's, it's to make sure that you keep that, that buying going on. And if you look at the big investors in CNN, the, how, the big ads in, the, in CNN, MSNBC, Fox News, it's your Raytheon, it's your, your Northrop Grumman's, it's your big farm. You know, those are the ones funding these networks. And that's why those are the topics that do not get talked about. And to be clear, NBC is actually owned by General Electric. CBS is owned by Westinghouse Corporation. ABC is owned by the Disney Corporation. These are all multinational corporations. And here's the thing that really pisses me off, Lee, is that if you actually look at any of the studies, we know what actually motivates people and what people really want or what my younger niece has taught me to say, what we really, really want. What we really, really want is actually uh, uh, meaningful, productive work. We want connection to other people. We want to be appreciated for the gifts and the offerings that we're making. We do seem to want a fair amount of sex, according to every uh, study, but I would argue that goes back to the connection issue, right? That's right. what people really want. And may I say there is a special place in hell for the advertisers, the alchemists, the, the, the people who really know the power of narrative, who have sold out and used their magic and their knowledge to create 30 seconds of wondrous epiphanies that tell us to get what, what we really, really want, what we need to do is buy a bunch of useless crap. They are literally doing intellectual crack cocaine, and they know it. 
Well, and, and like you're saying, think about the things you don't see ads for. You'll almost never see ads for a community or helping others. or like That's not where the money is. The money is in atomizing us, separating us. They've gotten us all to imprison ourselves in our, in our apartments and just buy things. And, you know, it's, 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 it's why there's so much depression. We're one of the richest countries in the world. We're one of the most depressed at the same time. How did that happen? Yeah. And, you know, I, I want to bring it back to, to your comedy special because I bet you're going to touch on some of these things at that comedy special. <laughs> Absolutely. I hit on all these things. I hit on, uh, you know, Wall Street being a Ponzi scheme. I hit on the, the fact that our media is, you know, what's really telling about our media is that they will criticize Trump endlessly, a lot of it uh, legitimate, some of it ridiculous, but nonstop criticism, except there's one time that they really love Trump and he shows he's presidential and everything's great. That's when he starts bombing, when he's bombing Syria. It's rah, rah, rah. They, they, last time they started bombing Syria, I, I thought that may, they looked so happy. I thought maybe Malaysian Flight 370 had just landed at Heathrow Airport. <laughs> CNN was so thrilled. I thought maybe passengers just wandered off. Like, Whoa, that was crazy. Uh, <laughs> they were so thrilled that we were bombing because that's that's good for them. It's good for ratings. It's good for their weapons contractors. And so, you know, that that is what our media sells. And that's what I talk about in, in the comedy special. Uh, and where can, where can folks uh, take a look at uh, – where can they find it? Do they go to your website? Do they go to YouTube? Where can folks uh, see and – and participate in this special. It'll be at LeeCampComedySpecial.com. The site, the site is up, but you should wait one more day because then you can use the promo code Uncle Sam and get like 25% off to, for the download. Uh, You're so fucking patriotic, I can't even stand it. That's for free orders. I am so patriotic because you'll agree with me on this, on this, Mr. Cobb, uh, that patriotic means trying to fix your country, trying to actually make it <laughs> a place for everybody. That's patriotic. Like, so when people are running around calling you and me not patriotic, it's like, no, we're what patriotism should be. Right. I mean, it, I often remind people that these founding fathers that they fetishize were revolutionaries. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I, I mean, like, so yeah. like I self-identify as a revolutionary and I will absolutely put myself uh, in the tradition of folks who fought entrenched illegitimate power. And a lot of them, you know, a lot of the less famous ones that weren't, you know, they don't teach you in fourth grade because it's too uh, too dark. A lot of them suffered some some ill fates to their revolutionary, uh, you know, dreams. Some of them were captured and tortured. Some of them lost everything, all their, you know, money and property, and ended up living under a bridge somewhere. So there, there were for the ones that didn't ultimately end up the the winners of the of the of the revolution. There was a lot of punishment. Well, that's true. And I'll tell you another thing that since you bring it up, we ought to, especially since you play uh, a, 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 a bit of word uh, play around common sense and Thomas Paine, it's interesting to me that Thomas Paine, really the architect of the idea of revolution itself and severing ties with England uh, before anyone else and actually funded the beginning of the American Revolution by literally giving away uh, the fortune that he made from the sale of the pamphlet Common Sense, Thomas Paine is basically erased from the pantheon of the founders because he consistently spoke about free love. He consistently rejected the idea of religion. He consistently and was one of the few founders who consistently was an abolitionist and consistently lifted up the rights of women 
as people. There's a reason Thomas Paine was erased. Yeah, that's funny. And, and, and then, you know, the, the aspects of the, even the ones we do hear a lot about that don't fit with the story or the whitewashing, those aspects are generally, uh, uh, left out of the history as well. You know, like, like Thomas Jefferson creating a Bible without any, uh, magic in it, uh, without, without most of the religion in it. That doesn't really fit well with the storyline. Right. Or, or that both Thomas Jefferson and George Washington were hemp farmers. Uh, you know, it's a long list. I do want to get back to some of the comments and questions because there's some interesting stuff here. Uh, uh, Tara writes in to say, Lee, thank you so much for the awesome interview with Julian Casablancas. How did it go opening up for the voids last weekend? Ah, uh, yes. Uh, it was, it was incredible. Uh, so Julian Casablancas is famously the, the lead singer of the strokes and now his newer band is the voids. Um, and it was, uh, incredible. We, we played Houston and Dallas. And uh, it was it's really cool to I'm sure you've been part of shows like this as well, David, like to create, uh, you know, events that involve both speaking and art and music and and sometimes spoken word or whatever. And so to have to have the event, um, especially the one in Houston, that was uh, me doing my comedy, them doing their their music that has a lot of uh, very political lyrics in it. Uh, it, it was an incredible moment, and, and I encourage everybody out there to use your art for uh, for change. You know, I'm so glad you did that, Lee, because I'll tell you this. I'm not an artist, but I know that art is magic. And I also know this. There is literally, and I mean literally, never been a successful social movement that did not manifest itself in art, visual art, performing art, poetry, music, comedy, what have you. So, you know, I think I'm a pretty decent organizer. I think I've got a pretty decent ability to do sort of popular education, but I know I can't succeed unless artists are part of the movement and artists find ways to translate the kind of analysis uh, into a common parlance. So I want to give a big shout out to all the artists and culture workers out there because without them, we cannot win. Absolutely. You know, art is one of those things that allows you to both take in the, the darkness of what's going on. I mean, now more than ever in a lot of ways with climate change making everything so so drastic on a, on a very short timeline, but you can take it in and also process it without getting burnt out because it's so easy in, in any form of activism to, to burn out and give up. And uh, you, you got to find a way to continue to talk about these things that uh, allows people to to keep going and keep fighting. And then, by the way, uh, another reason, uh, David, I, I need to set up a, a meeting with you and Julian Casablanca is because one of his biggest issues is money out of politics. So. Oh, my God, I would love I would love to. And uh, uh, I did not actually know uh, that he, he was part of a, a new outfit called The Void. So I'm I, let's make sure to talk offline. I would love to actually uh, check in with Julian. I think that the, the, uh, I completely agree with you. The, the kind of music that they're performing and the lyrics, uh, that he is associated with is exactly, uh, what I'd love to do. You know, uh, let's get a couple of more questions in. Uh, Jim writes in to ask, this is a good one. Lee, do you ever feel actually threatened by anyone or any organization or agency? I've never felt physically threatened. I'm lucky in that way. Uh, you know, obviously there is uh, a lot of, uh, 
hatred and everything towards towards the press and internationally and and you know the 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 I mean you know Palestinian press can be shot out by military and it seems to be hardly a story for our for our mainstream media but uh, I, I've never been physically threatened I, I have felt threatened in terms of uh, you know the way I get my message out there and th- this circles back to what we were saying about Facebook pages. I have this, you know, Facebook page, which is one of my biggest uh, outlets or platforms that has 335,000 followers. And, you know, it's it's crazy to know that tomorrow they could just black it out because it's those stories are getting too uh, too threatening to the to the ruling elite. And, and for those of you who don't know, Facebook now partners with the partners with the Atlantic Council, which uh, is part, you know, basically an offshoot of NATO. And if you look at their board, it's Kissinger. It's it's General Petraeus, General Wesley Clark, and, and various others. And those are the ones telling them who to take down and, and who is too threatening. You know, that sets us up for the next comment, which comes in from Janelle, who asks, after this disturbing purge uh, on Facebook and Twitter, I'm wondering, are there any social media services that you, Lee Camp, might recommend? John L. says, I no longer want to support Facebook or Twitter. Yeah, I think it's a matter of building up these outside uh, platforms while continuing. I, I don't recommend people just give up on Facebook because it's become so large that it's basically like a second World Wide Web. And if you just say, hey, I'm not going to speak to everybody at Facebook, then you're, you're turning your back on, uh, you know, literally billions of people. So I, I think that what we should do is keep building up these other platforms. Some of them are Steam It. Minds, uh, MeWe is another one, and and there's there's a few out there that exist, and I, I think we have to keep building those up. I'm on uh, Steemit and Minds uh, at, at Lee Camp, and I, I think build those up while continuing to use the tool that that Facebook has been, because I don't think Occupy would have happened without a a least least Facebook like structure in place, uh, you know, fight for 15, Black Lives Matter, Bernie Sanders movement, uh, all, all these things that have woken a lot of people up. I, I don't think that could have happened without this platform. So it's not a matter of just, you know, turning it off. I think it's a matter of building an alternative. So I love the way you actually talked about not just completely uh, eliminating ourselves from the various platforms, use them to the extent that we can recognize the profound defects and flaws and danger of relying on them, yeah. building up alternatives. So Lee, the, the 30 minutes has just flown by. I do want to give you a chance for any final thoughts. And I want to make sure that you plug that uh, upcoming special again. So final thoughts. And if you don't plug your special, I will. <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm, I'm not so great at the plugs, but uh, I, 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 like I said, I'm very pr- proud of the special. I think everybody's going to get something they they like about it. Actually, I talk about uh, uh, you know the, the harms of of uh, animal agriculture in this world right now as well in the special, and there's just a, a little bit for everybody. I feel like, and again, that that the the site that will uh, will I mean it's already up, but it's Lee Camp Comedy Special.com. If you pre-order tomorrow, use the promo code uncle sam for 25 percent off and uh the uh yeah the, the name of the the name of the special is uh is very patriotic super uncle sam comedy special not allowed on american tv and- that's com. use the promo code uncle sam 25 percent off i also want to ask folks to join us at our mailing list a greenwayforward.org you'll get a reminder 
uh, about Lee Camp's program. You'll also get a reminder about all the programs and guests that we have upcoming. Next week, I'm super uh, excited because we're going to do an open lines, which is we talk about what you want to talk about. It gives me a chance, Lee, to basically rant uh, interrupted only by people who are said enough of ranting about this thing, David rant about this other thing. So it's always a lot of fun for us. Uh, uh, Lee, again, thank you for coming on. I want to thank the executive producer, Michael O'Neill, who does this work every week as an unpaid volunteer because he's a believer. He's also the campaign manager for Howie Hawkins for governor in New York state. Most importantly, I want to thank you, the viewer, and the listener. If you're watching this on live stream, make sure to share this on any your own personal page and any other page you manage. If you're listening to us on a podcast, make sure to forward that podcast to people that you know. And everybody, please join our mailing list at greenwayforward.org. Let's keep building the movement, keep building ourselves, keep on keeping on. Peace. A Greenway Forward is produced by David Cobb and Michael O'Neill. Go to agreenwayforward.org for links to our podcast feed and iTunes subscription, plus more ways to listen. Our live stream is graciously hosted by the official Dr. Jill Stein Facebook page on Monday nights at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. The music for this episode is Keep Sit Real by Player 2, available under a Creative Commons license from the Free Music Archive.